0: Hi, and welcome to the Lighthouse Church Podcast, where we're diving deeper into God's Word and doing our best to help encourage you in your walk with God. Thanks for joining us. Anyway, Acts chapter 10, verses 9 through 15, we're going to read that. And it says this, about noon, the following day as they were on the journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry, and he wanted something to eat. And so while they were fixing the pizza, it says, while the meal was getting prepared, he fell into a trance. He's like zoned out there. And he saw heaven open and something like a large sheet, if you will, like a big white sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. And it contained all kinds of four footed animals. And the hunters in here said, Amen, hallelujah, right? Amen. <laughs> so, right? And anybody, any hunters in here that said, This is my, this is my life verse right here. Okay, this is it. And all the four-footed animals as well as reptiles and birds. And all the dove hunters said, okay, so there's like, Aaron, you're a dove hunter. You didn't say, oh, you got a baby back there. You're practicing. He's practicing back there. And it says, then the voice told him, said, get up, Peter. Kill and eat. <laughs> I love it. Kill and eat. And so says, he says, Peter, in his righteous way, Says, surely not, Lord. He said, I've never eaten anything impure or unclean. I've lied a few times, but I've never ate anything impure or unclean. And he says, the voice, it says, spoke to him a second time. He said, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Yes, I love it. So today, I love that phrase, don't you call it common. When God's done something don't you make a little deal about it? It's a big deal, so don't you act like it's something common when God cleanses, when God pronounces that which is unclean to be clean. Don't you act like it's a common thing? It's no big deal because it is a big deal, you know. So several years ago, some of you have heard me share this story, but I'm going to share it again because that's what I do. And so, my mom was diagnosed many, many years ago with with um, uh, uh, what do they call it? I forgot do an aneurysm sorry I just absolutely had it and then I just lost it y'all ever had one of those moments when you're just thinking about it and then all of a sudden it's just like it leaves you you know what I mean and we say old age or whatever I have no idea what it is but nonetheless it is what it is she had some aneurysms okay some isms and they were in her neck area and they said the doctor said listen uh they had the scans everything they showed her I was with her and and they said, well, listen, you're going to have to uh, see a specialist because, listen, these are dangerous because if they go this way, then uh, your life's over. And if they go this way, your life's over. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't sound like if they move at all, it sounds like your life's over. And so we uh, gathered together that Sunday night. My mom was not there at the church, but Amanda stood up in the, service, the Sunday night service at that church, and she said, I feel like that I want to stand in the gap for my mother-in-law. Now, this is her mother-in-law you know, somebody help me out. Usually your mother-in-laws are usually not the people that you're willing to stand in the gap and pray for. <laughs> you would stand in the gap, but not exactly praying for them. But And so here she is, she's praying for this lady, and others are gathered with her and praying for her, for God to heal her. And so we go, I go with her back to the doctor. They brought a specialist in, that just specialized in those things. I have no idea what you call that doctor. But it's the aneurysm doctor, whatever that is. And so he. he he brings her back, we're there, and of course we're a little concerned, we're worried, you know, her sister's there with us and everything else, and, and so they, they uh, uh, take her back in this room, and they bring her back out, and they can't find any aneurysms at all, they're gone. And so, here's what's interesting about it, is my mom knew that God had just done a miraculous work in her life, and my aunt did too, she started crying, but I started to realize right there that... Life was fragile, and it could be taken in a second. And I began to worship. I wasn't like screaming my head off or doing anything. I just began to worship God right there because God had just healed my mother from things that could kill her. And my aunt was a little uncomfortable with it. But here's the thing is I look back on it now, and as if I, if God is going to continue to do uncommon things for me in my life, then I'm going to give him uncommon praise. I'm going to uncommonly worship Him because He continues to do uncommon things for me, you know, and He deserves greater than anything that I can give Him. And so I'm so thankful for that. Don't call something sick that God has healed. Don't call something unclean that God has made clean. That is not your duty. Your duty is to walk in what God has created to be clean, what God has fixed. It is fixed. That's it. And I'm not going to go back and unfix it or undo it just because I'm in a, it, anyway, we won't go there. So anyway, that's kind of the last time we talked about that. And because, it's, you know, it's just something which, you know, here's the thing is back, back a few months ago, a, a pastor that I connected with online <clears throat> I was like, oh, this guy's kind of funny. I like him. He's, he's kind of uncommon, you know. And then one day he made this post uh, on social media and he was taking down Pentecostals. Now, I don't identify as a Pentecostal, but it doesn't really matter what you identify as as far as your religion or your denomination. But I still can appreciate the fact of different denominations and different outlooks and views that they have on things. And he was saying that that the gifts of the spirit were gone because that was something that went out with Jesus and that miracles never happen anymore because that left after Jesus as jesus ascended now my take on that is that miracles happened before but now that jesus went and he gave us a comforter called the holy spirit that actually miracles just went up to fifth gear you know they didn't stop now you may disagree with me and that's completely okay but when you need a miracle i bet you you'll change how you feel about miracles you know what i'm saying because I began to start thinking about him. I thought, oh, he's a young guy, and he just don't understand. But my problem with him is, was that he was being extremely difficult toward Pentecostals. And I just felt like there was just something in me that says, I have to stand up for this group of people because it's not okay to do that, especially as a believer. And other people, the unbelievers are watching the believers fight it out over who's right. And I was like, I just don't like this. So I messaged him privately. So to which... He didn't respond, he unfriended me, he didn't like my disagreeing with him. And so I began to realize something, that not only did miracles go out according to him, but spines did too. Because if you're going to say it, be man enough to back it up Why you're right, instead of running and pretending like, that, I'm just going to throw this out there, and you dogs, you fight over it like you're a bunch of heathens. And so I said, well, whatever, that's fine. But here's the thing that I want to understand today is God is still in the miracle business. God is still doing uncommon things right now. Extraordinarily uncommon things. And nobody in here is common. Nobody. I don't care who you are. There's nothing common about you. And, I mean, we can, we'll go deeper in a minute. But one thing I figured out about life is this. Is, and even from Scripture, is that there is a direct connection between the limitation of the power of God and the unbelief of people. And the proof shows up in the Gospels a few times when Jesus says, actually, he says, hey, i got to get out of here because these people ain't got no belief. They're not believing, I'm leaving. There, there you go. Drop that in a rhyme, why don't you? If I, they ain't believing, I'm a- leaving. You are going to write that down? You could write a song about that. If they ain't believing, I'm leaving. And so Jesus says, they ain't believing, I'm leaving. This is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, holds the power of God in his hands, and he refuses to stay somewhere where people lack belief. That's a big deal. So if we don't believe in it, then chances are it ain't going to happen. Here's what's so funny as I think about this preacher. Is that preachers can be absolutely irritating as the day is long. And I'm going to be the first to tell you, oh, you don't have to amen that. <laughs> they can be, they can just be irritating. How many of y'all ever seen the preacher out? Not me, I'm sure. And you said, oh, good Lord, here he comes. Right? Good. Gee, I don't want it. Listen, you need to be quiet over there. I <laughs> that woman to be quiet, Jim. I mean, that. <laughs> Think about it yeah no you're good you're good so see what god was saying to peter was he was preparing him not so much for the food as he was for this because what happened next was he was getting ready to send him to to this guy's house named cornelius and cornelius wasn't a jew he was a gentile and 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 god knows that jews don't associate with gentiles And Gentiles don't associate with Jews. And Jews actually looked at Gentiles as unclean. And so God is preparing Peter to go speak and to witness to the Gentile because God sees the beauty in the Gentile as much as he does, because God sees the beauty in the black as much as he does the white. And God sees the beauty in the woman just as much as the man. And God sees the beauty in the druggie as much as he does the one who's not. God's, y'all with me? You see, God sees the uncommon in the common that people see and he's getting ready to send Peter to Cornelius' house who was not like Peter at all. And he was sending him into a common place. But God was going to show him what he was going to do with the miracle of salvation because salvation is not common. What he was saying and is saying to us today, I believe, is it allows to be part, he allows us to be part of a plan that's been in effect for thousands of years and I just happen to be on the radar now in my life that it's happening. I'm just, I mean, you look about it. Your guys, your life is short, and you're just, as far as God's timeline, it's like, you show up like, right there, and then it just keeps going, and God has had this plan all along, and he allows us to take part in that, because you think about it. Back in the Old Testament, when God substituted Abel for Seth, or when Noah floated out of the flood with his family, God had this plan, and you were part of it, and then and that's pretty awesome to think about, the fact that God had all this stuff orchestrating it, and he's allowing me to be a part of this plan. This is something that I believe that he's been planning for thousands of years and you're acting, we are acting like something is common about it and there's nothing common at all about it. And I'm going to tell you what, I don't want to be common. Anybody in here? You wake up every morning and say, today I just want a common day. Now there, there may be, I may be offending some people, I don't know, uh, I may be. Amanda, sometimes she tells me about things. She said, I don't know if you should say that or this, but it's too late by the time I say it, and it's like I can't say it and I can't take it back. And so I don't wake up any day. There's not one day I wake up and say, what can I do that would just be so common today that nobody will notice? What could I do today that would just be so common that nobody, nobody has any impact? I have no impact on anybody's life, none at all, whatsoever at all. And if that's you today, I want to encourage you Better days are coming for you. You're going to get up one day this week and you're going to go, you know what, today is feeling uncommonly good. And I'm going to go out and get me some of those Keebler cookies because they're uncommonly good. Made by uncommonly little people in uncommonly places. Right? And so you are not common. Salvation is not common. It's not that it's not. It's the salvation in itself is not a common thing. It's a miracle. It's an amazing gift that God has given us. So much so, I did it in the first service, we're going to stop and do it right now. Today, you say, I don't know that I've ever been saved. I don't know that I have salvation. Well, we're going to fix that right now, okay? Right now, right here, right now. And I want you all to pray with me. And you know what? You say, well, I've already been saved. Well, it's not like you're going to get re-saved, but there ain't nothing wrong with praying it. Because I'm going to tell you, there ain't a night that I lay down and say, God, I done screwed up. God, I pray that you forgive me for my sins. I pray because, God, if you don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because, And i tell you what, I fell short a few times today. Probably some places I don't even know about. Right? So good. God, we thank you. God, I thank you. Right now, I come to you knowing that I've messed up. And God, I know that you're able, from what I understand, to forgive me and straighten my life out. God, thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus who poured his blood out and his life so that I could live not just here but forever in eternity with you, the Father. God, I pray that you forgive me for I fell short. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short. That includes me. Help me, God, today. Help me to learn more about you and I pray that you receive my heart today as I give it to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that today, see me after church. We got some uncommon things to talk about. Okay? My salvation was not common at all. When I came to know Jesus, I jumped a pew. It was a Pentecostal church. I guess that's why I was so offended over the fact that that old boy said that because God got a hold of me in that little cabin that night and that preacher that looked like Jack Nicholson (laughs) the joker I mean he really he was something else and uh, I went back to that place just a year or so ago visited and connected with them online and stuff and they don't act like they care about me now so it's okay I was just there one night and never been back but you know what one encounter is all it takes baby Your life ain't never the same. See, I think about my salvation, and I think about this, I peel back the layers of it. One of the things that I'm most amazed about is the fact that that night I come to know Jesus at almost 17 years old. I was a few months short of 17. And when I knelt down in that altar, what I didn't see happening was that Jesus went back to the very beginning of my life, and he began to thread his atonement and blood through everything that had ever happened. He didn't erase anything that happened because I am where I am because of the things that I've chosen and the things that God has allowed to happen in my life, which all brought me right to that place. But what I love about it is knowing that all those things that used to cause me harm are now actually the things that actually... I stand upon because God has delivered me from. They didn't get erased. It's just that now when I look back I see Jesus wrapped up in all of it coming right up to me and every now and then as I'm walking down the road I have to stop and look back and say whoo Jesus come on. I mean I got an uncommon God doing extraordinarily uncommon things in my life and he deserves some extraordinarily uncommon praise every now and then just to thank him for what he's done right? Anybody else in here? You know what I'm talking about? So you're not common. This church that we're sitting in today, it ain't common. You know how it started? Way back a long, long time ago, about 50 years ago, there was this woman, and she was blind in one eye. and <clears throat> Illegally blind. I mean, she was almost completely blind. And She was attending a Baptist church in this town, and she said she was new in the Lord, and she began reading Scripture. And one day, she read about how Jesus healed this blind man, and she said, my goodness, if he could do it for him, he could do it for me. And so she began to pray that God would heal her of her blindness. And you know what God did? He did. He did it. He healed her. And she said, hmm, wow, I'm going to go tell the pastor. So she went and told her pastor. and She said, no, it couldn't be in God because he quit doing that a long time ago. Because you know, God listens to people tell him what to do. He watches CNN and he sees what the polls say. And he's really worried about it. <laughs> no. And so She said, hmm, that's funny. He said, you should go talk to your doctor because your doctor probably have some medical explanation for this. And so she went and talked to her doctor. And, of course, he had a medical explanation, but none of it made any sense because all she knew was that she was blind and now she could see. And so, you know, but but he ain't doing miracles no more. But, see, the reason he ain't doing miracles is because I ain't looking for him. Because the reason he ain't doing miracles is because I don't believe that he can. And so here's a woman who was down on her luck, losing her vision, and said, you know, I believe he can. And guess what? He did. And so they began to have this little small group of people meet together because the church wasn't really giving them what they thought felt like that they needed, and so they began, they stayed in the church, they didn't leave, they didn't disrupt anything, they stayed there for five years, and they had this little study in their home, and they just started praying, and God started moving, next thing you know, this is happening, this is happening, and here we are, all these years later, and it all started with a woman that couldn't see, and she's still alive, she's like 116 years old, she's old, she's going to watch this. Francis, you're going to watch this online. You're not 116. But she's in her 90s, and she's been married like 72 years. I can't wait. She's one of my heroes. But uh, her husband, Jack, says that she suffers. Her husband, Jack, says she suffers from uh, uh, verbal diarrhea. (laughs) There you go, guys. Next time your wife's standing there talking, or women, your man's out there talking, you can say it's verbal diarrhea. So this isn't a common church. And if a common person walks in here, maybe it's your first time today and you're common, you're going to feel uncomfortable a little bit because it's not common, right? Not saying it. Were, and that's okay. That's quite all right. I was talking to two of my boys one day, my little boys. Man, I'm going back to my, my boys. My boys. I was talking to two. We were riding down the road one day, and Josiah and Jonah, and we were talking about And I love, love, love talking about Scripture with them because they bring out things that I don't even think about. Love it. If you've not talked to your kids, you should because, I mean, they'll bring out things that's just crazy. We had some things happen this week that also, but this isn't that one. So we're talking about Noah and the ark and everything, and one of them said, but how did the animals get there? Like, like what did they do to get there? And I was like, well, they traveled there, you know? And then I started really thinking about that, and I thought, you know, I think a lot of us, when we think about that, you we think, well, maybe there was a zoo next door. They opened up the doors, and they all just came over next door to the ark. But that isn't what happened at all, if we know anything. I don't know a lot about this stuff, but I have watched the National Geographic Channel a few times. And so the one thing that I figured out is there's monkeys that live in certain areas, and they don't live in other areas, right? And that there's zebras that live in certain places, but they don't live in because they're all indigenous to certain things in certain places and they're different species in various places. But the one thing I started thinking about was when there's, we're in African plains or somewhere like that and there's this female line and all of a sudden she just looks over at the male and goes, hmm, we should probably go. And he goes, where are we going? And she's like, I don't know. We're just going to go that way. And then they end up there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think about how uncommon this was. That this man would build a boat when nobody was doing that. And that he would know exactly how to build it because God inspired him to. He didn't know that he was a professional boat builder until God told him to build one. And then God told you know, isn't that uncommon? And, and then not only is he going to build the boat that actually floats because that's a miracle in itself that it would actually float we're going to build little places inside of it so that the lions could be in there and the tigers and the bears and and the monkeys and everything else and so on and so forth. And we're going to, you understand, this is a big, big deal. Nobody could plan this out except for God. And what's beautiful is that God had this plan and he allows us to be in his plan. And so for us to act like it's common is a disgrace and a slap in the face of God because he don't do common things. He does uncommon things. And so when the monkeys were swinging through the trees and the male looked over at the woman and she's sitting there in a the tree eating a banana, maybe, and, she, and he looked at her and she looked at him and I looked at her and he looked at me. And I thought he was going somewhere and then he said, hey, we need to go. Where are we going? Walmart. No, I don't know. I don't know. Think about how long did it take him? How did they get there? And here's all, you understand? That's so amazing to think that through, that it's not common. You know, I'm never going to get over the miracle of salvation. And I pray that none of us ever do. Most of us, if you're like me, there was a time in my life when I kind of grew apart from that. I remember how amazed I was with it for so long, and then I didn't nurture that relationship with God, and so I began to just fall off of of appreciation I didn't appreciate it like I do now come back to it now and I'm like wow that's so amazing it didn't leave me it's just that I've lost sight of how uncommon that it is extraordinary that it is you know the fact that you're here today is quite extraordinary too the fact that you've made it to this point in your life however old you are is amazing and the thing that I know this is is that you and I have been chosen and we've not been chosen to do ordinary things. We've been chosen to do extraordinarily uncommon things, whatever it is that we do. You know, you may be the preacher. You may be the pastor. You may be serving God in your field doing extraordinarily uncommon things like nobody else can. You know, as I sit with various people through, through uh, the, you know, over the course of a week. As, as, like, it was Roby over here who's who's working for a, a medical, in the medical field, who's going out and building offices and stuff to help take care of people's needs and things like that. And he's actually doing a fantastic job at it. And I'm watching Amanda over here who's sitting at the table homeschooling her kids, and nobody's there going, Yay, you're so good. You're doing such a great job. Every now and then I might. But I'm just like, and of course, we know how good a job she does when she takes the day off. And I, the kids are like, do we have to do school today? We're going to have fun. That is not how you write a P, right? That's backwards. I started this the other day as soon as I seen Jonah and started writing some of his numbers back. I said, that's a backwards. Man, it's like he's 6. It does not matter. Perfection is expected. He needs to write them the right way now. She said, he'll learn. And then finally she's like, just leave. <laughs> okay. And I said, see, I knew what I was doing. I don't have to do it now. Man, we, we're not as stupid as you think we are, women. There's a reason why we just don't understand how to wash clothes. It's I understand that's why it turns out pink, right? So, here's the thing. I've been chosen, so have you. Don't let God's greatest and greatness in your life and great, greatest blessings in your life become common. It's a miracle that some of you are not dead. Come on, right? There's lots of you in here that can relate to that. It's a miracle that some of you are sober. right? It's a miracle and it's a miracle that you're able to walk even in this place today it's a miracle that some of you aren't on drugs, it's a miracle that some of you are still married after all the enemy has thrown at your marriage it's a miracle and it's not, uh, it's not common and I'm going to tell you the older I get the more I realize uncommon works of God deserve uncommon reactions from us he deserves all the praise he deserves all the credit because I can tell you statistically if I, I went back several years ago and looked at, I have no idea I, was, I guess I was feeling sorry for myself I don't know what I was doing at the time stupid I started looking up statistics about people who grew up in the things I grew up in, and it, and it came up was some percent likely that I was gonna be in prison. Y'all know how many days I've spent in prison? None, except for the times I visited. And the last time I visited, I, got, I had to leave real early and I wasn't paying attention to what I was putting on myself. And I put on some socks that had holes in them. I just did I don't know why I didn't pay attention. That big toe was just fine. And, till later and then it snuck out of the hole and I didn't know when they we got to the prison the the mother of the boy that was in there that we were going to see was with me or I was with her and the security guard there in the security guard shack said I need you to take your shoes off and I said (laughs) oh god (laughs) I took my shoes off and, and the first thing you could see was a big white toe Sticking up like this, going, what's up? How's everybody doing? Let me sing another song for you. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And she looked down, and the security guard looked down, and I looked down. And I I looked at her, and she said, what? And I said, these are my holy socks. (laughs) Holy men wear holy socks. I got socks for Christmas from her that year. She said, here, socks can be holy without holes. And I said, every good pair of socks has at least one hole. Come on, otherwise it's not a sock. You know, I didn't share this in the first service. You know that young man that we went and seen was her son? And that young man is covered from tattoos from here, all over his body, everywhere, all the way down. Most of which he's done himself. Anything on the back, he's got other people to do it. And all of them come from his prison time, which was many years. And you will not meet a nicer man than Chucky, the guy that we were there to see. Chucky gave his life to Christ. Chucky is serving Jesus now, free of the prison. But he's scary to look at because he started lifting weights too. chuckys he looks like he's big and he's tall. He's just got this and he's covered in tattoos. He's uncommon, but he's extraordinarily uncommon because of who lives in him not because of what's on the outside aren't you glad that God's done that for you today so don't tell me that we should give him common praise because he's not doing common things the day that God starts doing common things we'll give him common praise but as long as he's doing uncommon things I'm going to keep giving him uncommon praise you know the continual key to making all the way to heaven is to get saved and to never get over it don't get over it never get over it, I'm always hung over right hung over from what salvation i'm still i'm just there's days i'm like <laughs> there's days it looks like otis right all right so I just, you just can't get over it if you're at a point where you've gotten over it let me ask you something i want you to begin praying god help renew the fire that was in me when i first came to know jesus and so well, i can't even remember the first time i met jesus well that's because you never did because i can assure you you would know But you can make that right. His first name today is wonderful. Isaiah said this, his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's his name. If you ever lose the wonder, then we got problems. But getting the wonder back is as easy as it can be. Renew that spirit in me, God, today. Lord, I want to pray for you today as Jennifer and Jenny come and close us out in a song today. Why don't you stand with me today and pray and, and, and sing this song with them here in just a moment when they sing? God, we thank you today. You're an uncommon God. You're the uncommon God doing extraordinarily uncommon things. God, your word repeats over and over and over how extraordinary you are. And here we are in the midst of our circumstances, God, personally, and we struggle with belief. We struggle. We know that you can do these things, but we struggle because we're not sure you want to do them for us. We're not sure you want to get rid of the aneurysms. We're not sure you want to get rid of my habit. We're not sure if you really want to deliver us, but God, I know for sure today that you 100% do. Help our unbelief, God, today. Just like the man in Scripture that asked said, listen, I believe, but you're going to have to help me with my unbelief because there is this part of me that just really struggles. And Jesus did just that. God, Father, help us today with our unbelief. Help us line that belief up with your word. Help us to line those things up today so that we can glorify you in all that we do. Continue, God. Here's the thing I do know. You're not going to stop doing extraordinarily uncommon things. But, God, I believe that our belief is connected with what we receive and what we see. Help us with that today, God. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for today's podcast. You can find out more about us at LHChampton.com. See you soon.